0: your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports.
1: We are here. Yes, yes, yes. Styles and Watkins. We got you from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And we're talking King's Preseason because this is kind of our preseason. Yes, Chris. sir.
0: You can consider it the preseason for sure for us.
1: I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. So just so everybody knows, and we'll say it a couple a couple times throughout the show today. We have two preseason shows. One is today, one is tomorrow. Yep. I have to go back east so my daughter can meet the great grandparent. Already met the grandparents. Wow. We're gonna go back to Philadelphia before the weather gets really cold, and then we're back. With the launch of Styles and Watkins Thursday, October 26th. Yes, sir. Okay? Woo!
0: Yes, sir. So get ready, get, get ready. set.
1: Strap on. Off. It's official like a referee whistle. And Chris, I bet you wish the referee whistle went off last night. My goodness. No, before let's not Steph Curry let's not start like this. Went bang. Once
0: again. On the Sacramento Kings. How you feeling this morning? I'm feeling a type of way for sure. And it's not because of what you just said. It's not because Steph Curry hit this shot. It's because of... Look, I'm looking at our YouTube title right now. Steph Curry does it again. Mm. I'm hearing Kyle in the update use words like... You torment. Know, torment. And you <laughs> you know, just, think, just enough. <laughs> come on. It's like, guys, this is a preseason basketball game. He right went now.
1: night-night too. I'm just He did. He
0: did. You. How Don't, much did that bother you? I was... Oh, my gosh. It's this like... It's this thing where y'all try and downplay mm-hmm. the preseason. You try and, oh, this doesn't really matter. Oh, we don't really care about this. Then you hit a game winner in mm-hmm. the preseason, and all of a sudden, everything is, is it matters. It's real. Oh, you better, you, I should feel a type of way about this. No. No, these guys don't care. Mike Brown said at the end of the game, like, we didn't even double team him. We definitely would have double teamed him at the end of the game. De'Aaron, we're going to play that audio later. He was praying for the game to be over. He obviously didn't want Steph to drill it in his eye. But sure. he was like, let's just end this. No, I, I I, cannot with this, oh, should we feel bad? Oh, the Kings blew a 10-point lead with five Ooh. minutes to go. Stop, stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. So it's not even a Wednesday. So a non, and I'm on I'm on my way Blake. So so
1: non-starter for you. This non-starter. whole game. You it's, are not moved.
0: It's okay. So like there are things in the game that we can talk about that mm-hmm. matter, but like results and things like I'm not going to draw any major I'm not going to say the Kings can't close games because yeah. of this. I'm not going to say the Warriors have the Kings number clearly. There's there's no big conclusions that should ever in the history of ever be drawn from preseason, both positive and negative. I'm not going to say Jonathan Kaminga is going to be the thing that sets the Warriors over the top this year because he's averaging 20-plus in the preseason. Mm -hmm. You can say, oh, Kaminga is clearly looking a lot more comfortable. He's added things to his game. Same with Keegan Murray, but I'm not going to say that there's some wholesale change because of what's happening in preseason.
1: So we have sound (laughs) from Mike Brown on – his reaction and thoughts on the team's performance let's hear from him right now i like some of the things that we did on both sides of the ball can we be better yes will we be better yeah i'm 100 confident that we're going to be better than even better than what we showed tonight you know i just gotta i we gotta give Steph a lot of credit for uh, the way he shot that ball in the in, in the fourth quarter and you know we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna double team or anything like that hey let's let's see what happens uh, you know man up see what happens see if we can stop him and we didn't you definitely didn't did not but here's but did here's not. my I question did. though so yeah. you have mike brown saying hey what what's weird to me not weird i don't know if that's the right word but you kind of cared you cared enough because you 20%. were up. How much how much were they up at one point? Nine. They were about, oh, there's twelve, Before, I think, was their right. highest lead of so the game. They were up by twelve. Yeah. You could have called off the dogs. And the Warriors didn't either. The Warriors are at home. You you can't worry about what the Warriors are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Even in this industry, we can't worry about what everybody else is doing. Right. We worry about what's happening in our house, yes, right? Sir. So maybe it was the game plan to keep the the starters in and keep the big boys in, even when the game was somewhat out of hand. Yeah. I don't know. But if you really didn't care, Mike Brown, mm-hmm. why are they in? Why not? You have yeah. another game tonight. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we were talking about it in, in the green yeah. room. I don't know why there's a no back clue. to back preseason. No NBA that, don't love that. That sounds ridiculous to me. But if that's the case, why are you? You've already. What do you. Well, if you're not trying to
0: prove anything,
1: yeah. why you got him in the
0: game? It's a great question. I mean, it's, it's really a great question that I, I frankly don't have an answer to. I think uh, for the most part, I mean, the preseason is used to kind of not necessarily, you know, run your your real offense, but just to kind of build up chemistry, get a feel for each other. And maybe you could say that Mike wanted to see that. Cl- he Maybe he did want to see that closing lineup close out that game in terms of yeah. keep that lead and hold them off. But you know, at the end of the day, once once the momentum kind of starts to shift, I think it, it then turns into, okay, now this is a close game. Yeah. This is a good test for my guys to be out there in a close environment as well. So I, I don't know if it was the plan. It was very interesting to me that Steph Curry came off the bench with, I think, like eight, six six or eight minutes left to go in that game. Yeah, That was an interesting decision to reinsert him. But, that's, but, but, but as that's you said, them. If, that's them. you can't worry about that. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting just in general the, the minutes dispersal of last night. I think Keegan Murray played 37 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, clearly Mike Brown had the agenda of we're going to give our guys as close to like regular season minutes as possible. I don't know if you would say the intensity necessarily was that of, okay, we're try like we're gonna run our stuff right now to mm-hmm. to try and win this game. I don't know if that was the case, but he had him out there for sure. He that's, had him that's, out that's there. That's undeniable. And and when your guys are out there, regardless of if your intent is to try and win that game to mm-hmm. a fullest extent or not, they did not execute well to, to in those final moments. Like that, that it's it's that cut and dry, really.
1: Nine one six three three nine one one four zero. If you want to be a part of the conversation, did it bug you? Are you worried about the Kings, Chris Watkins? You're telling me right now. Yep. Steph makes that shot. First mm-hmm. the bank shot the which bank shot was, ridiculous, was ridiculous, right? <laughs> that was honestly, the shot that upset me way more. Then he makes the 3 to go up yeah. and you're telling me you're sitting there watching it in your house and you're not you're it
0: didn't bug you at all. Didn't no. bother you at all. I was making I was making dinner as for the last <laughs> like minute of that game. I was like, "You know what? I don't care what ha- how this game actually really? ends. There was no was, there was no come on, man. I was making soup. I was making soup the last minute of that game. What, what soup Steph, were you making? It was some ramen. It was it, okay. was it was like some. It was it was a multi-process, uh, multi-step thing. But uh, right. you know, I was I was making some ramen. I sure. was like, you know, now seems like a good time to do it. Steph hits the three. I don't scream. I don't yell. I'm like, okay, five seconds to go. This is a great opportunity to to get a final shot and see. You know, just just have some excitement. I was not. Oh my God, he does it again! Oh, this guy is just a, you a winced, king's you killer. He's a an little assassin. Bit. You
1: winced a little bit.
0: I mean, I was hurt by the fact that, like, I now have to hear about Steph Curry and I had to see right. all the posts we'll of oh, Steph with the dagger and Steph again. Steph <laughs> does it to them again, and it's like guys, like this is preseason basketball. Yeah. We're not supposed to care, especially, especially not about the actual results of the game. It's one right. thing if. Oh my God. Steph dropped fifty again on mm-hmm. the Kings. Yeah. Then I'm we can have a different conversation here. But Steph Curry going off in the fourth quarter and hitting a hitting a game winner in preseason, like I'm sorry. I'm I'm really, really sorry. It's tough for me to get excited or, or to feel overly emotional about
1: it. No, I, I hear you. And I'll and I'll look at it. And I'll approach it a different way because I think it's just good in general. I like rivalries and rivalries are good. And there were a lot of conversations about, man, Warriors-Kings, that should have been the Christmas game. I was in that camp. Mm -hmm. I I thought it should have been. So I think this is great because it just builds even more for, again, we start the day before the home opener when the Kings host the Warriors. So you're not going to want to miss that. And on top of that, you have a situation where – People are starting to get on board with this rivalry. I mean, mm. why not? Yeah. The the A's. We don't know what the heck they're doing. <laughs> the Raiders are gone. Yep. NorCal needs a great rivalry, and yeah. we. It looks like one is starting to bud here in NorCal. The the ADE series or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. What I gotta take when I drive in the morning for now until yes. I relocate just for now. up here. Just for, by, now. just for now. So I think it's. I think it's all good in the hood. I think that it's exciting. Because you have Steph Curry who clearly cares. Mm -hmm. And I think Steph Curry cares because he's gone throughout majority of his career kind of sunning the Kings, right? The Kings haven't really been a a factor while Steph has been doing his thing. And I think Steph appreciates basketball. And he appreciates the fact... The fact that, just like we said, when you're playing your little brother or little cousin in Madden, hey, okay, y'all are starting to get a little bit older. Right. Y'all are starting to get yeah. a little bit of, of not competition. Not just running screenplays
0: anymore. No, <laughs> exactly. Not just
1: running go-routes yeah. to Deshaun Jackson or whoever it is. So I, I think it's good all around.
0: Obviously, not a great result. But again, yeah. because it doesn't matter and it's a fake game, yeah. I think it's great for everybody involved. Yeah. No, and I think it's really telling. or I shouldn't say telling. I think it says something that the Warriors reinserted Steph and that Steph decided to put that effort forward. I don't think they do that against, you know, if they're playing the Pelicans or something like that. Maybe I'm reading too much into that part of it, Mm -hmm. but it to me feels like to kind of what you're building up there – This is a little bit more of a two-sided rivalry than what I think has been initially stated by by that other side of of right, right.
1: Oh, well, you got to win or whatever it is. It was a rivalry. I mean, we saw the numbers. They have their intention. The Kings have the. Oh, of course. We saw the viewership. We saw all those things. All right, we got to get to a break. When we get back. We are breaking down the process of the game, not the result because it's a fake game, it's preseason, but we are breaking down how they got there and how it could affect the regular season. All that and more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. You're home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports walking on a dream. That's Styles and Watkins. That's the dream that we're talking about as we talk about a dream that kind of turned into a nightmare, a fake nightmare, a preseason nightmare, if you will, with the Kings losing to Steph Curry and the gang, the Warriors. On a, wasn't a buzzer beater, right? Yeah. The Kings had an opportunity. De'Aaron, I think he airballed that last shot. He did.
0: I think he had another step too. He did not yeah. have to shoot that. He also ball. had Davion in the corner as well. But well, he again, did that a couple. Yes.
1: Like what, <laughs> yeah. like twenty seconds ago, and yep. Davion did not come through. So yeah. if you're De'Aaron, I, I want De'Aaron taking that shot. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it's yeah. the
0: conversation that I mean, you, you weren't here, but I'm sure you, you had it as mm-hmm. well in the Bay Area when, uh, when, when uh, I think it was, what was that game four when mm-hmm. De'Aaron passed up the uh, the shot to give it to Harrison Barnes who who also missed it that's right in that situation I mean I think that's De'Aaron kind of understanding that we're gonna live and die most nights by you so yeah. I'm totally fine with him mm-hmm. a, a bad it's one of those where especially with star players a bad shot from him might be a lot better than a okay shot from Harrison Barnes or Davion Mitchell or right. Keegan Murray or something right like
1: well that. and and you sent me a text last night I said man. Keegan is cooking up, and you said wow. Davion, because I had it behind, and so, I was trying yeah, to yeah. catch up, and you said Davion is cooking, so maybe that was an <laughs> opportunity to let Davion cook, right. but it was with, at the 22nd mark, the Kings were up by one. And Chris Paul, you can say what you want mm. about Chris Paul. We'll get in a little bit later about is this is this win or loss about more about the Warriors or more about the Kings, but Chris Paul is so smart, and it's not that I, – I hate to overblow – Things that are just so intellectually, wow, only a gamer would do that. Chris Paul went and he doubled De'Aaron Fox. I think most guys would do that. No disrespect to Davion Mitchell. And he had hit a couple shots in that game. And and I'm saying no disrespect because, you know, I'm I'm healing from my Achilles. But even (laughs) on the court, I was the guy someone's probably leaving to go (laughs) get the D3 player. You know what I mean? That's been cooking. So no disrespect to Davion, but... We're we going to live with it, brother. We, yeah. we just have to live with yes. it. And, and they did because he wasn't able to put the biscuit in the basket. Defensively, though, man. And we got sound from De'Aaron about the defense because, dude, how many times are you going to get beat off the dribble and let Trace Jackson Davis just sit in the dunker spot I'm just, I, honestly <laughs> yeah, because crazy. I was behind was really I thought crazy. YouTube TV was glitching yeah. I thought I was seeing a replay no. over and over again
0: no. it was the same spot every single time he was just in that Ben Simmons dunker spot like you said and he really just it it, it wasn't just Steph either which is what upset me so much it's like right. if Steph is crashing the the like if he's if he's driving the lane I understand, you know, right, you got to right. attract as much attention to that guy. But then when Moses Moody <laughs> is driving and then no looking Trace Jackson Davis yeah. in that dunker spot, it's like, guys, like, we've got to be better at communication. We've hmm. got to be better at, at playing off your, ma- like, it, it was, it was really, really bad on the defensive end. And that's, that's really been the story for, for most of this preseason and. The the good thing, I guess, is I've been saying it like last year, a big part of their defense Mm -hmm. was how good their offense was. Right. And we're just kind of now in these last two warrior games, seeing the Kings start to pick it up on Mm -hmm. that offensive end. So in that sense, I guess that the defense is looking better because the offense is looking better. But if we're talking individual possessions, I mean, it was pretty much more of the same from the Kings. Still not there. There was a level of physicality. I really liked from De'Aaron Fox. Mm -hmm. I thought defensively, he was a really big standout from last night. But besides that, I mean, there really wasn't much positive to take on the defensive end. And, you know, I don't know how many times we can talk about it, but that's that's going to be the biggest story of, of this season in terms of what their ceiling is, is how good they can be defensively. And right now, you know, obviously they didn't have Chris Duarte last night, mm-hmm. who I think is going to be a big part of their defensive right. uh, prowess, but I I, I just – I. I don't know what to say about the defense anymore until it starts getting better because it's just more of the same, really. It's
1: more of the same. Let's hear from De'Aaron Fox and what he had to say about what the Kings need to do defensively.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we know that as a team, like we don't have, you know, a a dominant shot blocker. Obviously, JaVale has done that in his career. But for us, we know that as for us to be better defensively, we need to be better as a team defensively,
1: not just having someone who's sitting back there uh getting five blocks a game so uh for us it's
2: getting deflections being able to be in passing lanes uh making sure the low man is there trying to go vertical if blocks come then blocks come but um it's not even for it's not even necessarily steals but if we're if we're able to get a lot of deflection, uh get our hands on the ball we know that we're being active for the game and i think
1: that we did a good job at that tonight and that's something that we need to be able to be consistent with it sounds great yeah It it sounds Sounds great. I mean, I know a lot of people that can talk the talk, right? I mean, there's a bunch of people. I mean, isn't that what kind of coaching is, right? And a lot of people say, and and shout out to the teachers, and people will hate on, oh, well, if you can't do, you teach, which I don't really agree with, right? But to that, I guess all I'm saying is it's really easy to talk about it, right? I can describe a... A five star chef meal. Does it mean I can cook it? Absolutely right. not, right? <laughs> I can tell you what you're supposed to do to hit a ball 500 feet, right. like like Mike Trout or whoever. Can I do it? No, right. I can't do that either. <laughs> so they can talk about it all they want. I guess it's good that they're recognizing it. Yeah. To your point, De'Aaron did play well defensively. That shot later in the fourth quarter, not not the not the game winner, but earlier, De'Aaron got through the screen and mm-hmm. stepped in his little kick out, and he still made it. I know. The when is Steph going to gonna get
0: called for these? Flop, like the the NBA introduced this new flopping rule, and I saw Steph Curry called too. Yesterday. I saw Steph Curry hit the ground three different times on yeah. three different three point attempts. It ain't happening. It's literally what it's called for. It should be called the Steph Curry rule, and he's just exempt from it. it ain't, it's it, just, it's yeah. not happening. It's I'm, t- I'm
1: telling you that right now. But I thought De'Aaron, and, and I believe the team as a whole started out hot defensively, yeah. right and the Warriors are always prone to turn the ball over. So I was yeah. trying to figure out is that good defense or just the Warriors being sloppy yes. as usual? Yes. I would say it's a little bit of both yes. The answer I would is give yes. A
0: majority of it to the Warriors being sloppy, but for sure. I mean the Kings I think you're right. They come out with a certain level of intensity and it's mm-hmm. kind of indicative a little bit of the entire season of yeah. defense for the Kings, where right. I feel like to start the season, they're like, okay, our defensive our identity this year is gonna right. be a defensive identity and then, as the season goes on, you know those you just end up leaning into your strengths and what you're good at. You right. You don't try and you know bring in some new stuff. You it, you go with what works
1: exactly. And when you're tired, right, you just are going to revert back to what you've typically done. Yeah. So it, it felt good at the beginning watching the Kings defensively. I liked what I was seeing, and then throughout the course of the game, things got a little bit more street ballish. And maybe look, maybe the positive to take away from this is hey we saw the Kings have the ability to flip a switch, right? How long is that light going to stay on? Not really too sure, but at least we know that they can get to it. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, even though the Warriors didn't have Draymond, okay, you didn't have Duarte, right? And you didn't have Trey Lyles, right? And that's why I was really hoping that that shot went in for Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Because that's a spot where, hey – Can I trust you? Maybe sometimes in these closing moments, Davion wasn't able to hit it, but he played well. He played really well. And ultimately you're going to need multiple guys to, to be a part of this defensively. And you have to do it as a team. Because when we were talking about that dunker spot, Davion got beat too. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, Maybe I'm. I'm pretty sure it was on Steph. So you got to protect the three. I get right. that, but you're just getting beat down the lane, mm-hmm. and then Sabonis or whoever has to come help. Right. And the dunker. And the dunker spot is just chilling there. Yeah. They could have ran that. They could be running that right now. Yes. And, yes. and I feel like drumline. That happened in the playoffs, I, too. I, I yeah. feel like drumline. If I didn't go out there and get you, you'd still be out there banging on your drum. If, if, no, the, yeah. if the clock
0: didn't stop, yeah. somebody They'd would be still getting be running, beat on the dribble the over
1: and spot. over again, yeah.
0: man. No, and, I mean, that's pretty much what De'Aaron said, and it's what I, I've been talking about for months now, it feels like. like. JaVale McGee will not be the answer to why are the Kings going to be good defensively oh, this year? You can't just put a goalie back there right. and say, protect the net. You ha- It has to start at the perimeter, and it has to start with them not allowing direct line drives right to the rim. And time after time again – they get beat off the dribble, right. and there's they have Davion Mitchell, and they have maybe the fastest player in the NBA. Just got voted by GM's the fastest player with yeah. the ball in his hands, and they can't stay front. It's not just those two, but mm-hmm. like those guys are the point of attack with, with the ball handler most of the time. You cannot allow people to just have free lanes to the rim and expect... Especially Damonis Sabonis, but also JaVale McGee, who's now thirty-six years old, and we right. were having JaVale McGee conversations off air that that he's just he's not the guy that he used to. He's not no. even even though he is still a good shot blocker, he's not JaVale McGee who has a 38-inch vertical anymore. Like no. he he's a lot more grounded. He's he's a lot smarter with how to time his blocks, but you're not gonna get, you know, incredibly great rim protection just because he's back there. You have to make it difficult for them before they even get to the rim. Give them a difficult angle for the layup and and start causing some some tough finishes. Like It's one thing if guys are finishing tough over you, but mm-hmm. if you're just going to give them layups with a hand in their face, they're pros. They're going to be able to finish through it. It was just weird to me
1: because I felt like there was a little bit too much JaVale.
0: Yes. I know it's
1: preseason yeah. and Mike Brown said they're
0: – Okay.
1: We Thank you, JaVale. And I, I I felt like I understood why there was a good amount of yeah. JaVale. But also, if you're counting on JaVale defensively, yeah. that's not, not a not good, good start. Good. No. Okay, that is not really, really where you want to be. No. You want to be in a situation where we have JaVale to come off the bench yes. to kind of misdirect shots if people are getting beat off the dribble yeah. and kind of change the pace around, but he cannot be your anchor back there. That is not the mm-hmm. reason JaVale has survived, he goes to the Warriors and gets a, a rebrand from Shaq yep. a fool, yep. right? So he goes to the Warriors. They had Kevin Durant. They didn't really need him to do that much, right? So in spots. Then he goes to the Lakers. I think he goes back-to-back, ba- or not back-to-back, back, but he has two yeah. rings.
0: He's got three, I think, now. He yeah. has
1: three now, yeah. right? So, But, again, in those spots, he, he and I, I'm not trying to take too much from this rotation, right. but I saw more of JaVale last night than I've seen from JaVale the last couple of years, and that's not good No, because yeah, he's I, not
0: Benjamin Button. He ain't no. getting younger. <laughs> no. I feel like JaVale McGee at this point in his career, and much like you were saying, I think he's an adjustment player. I think he's somebody that you throw in when – yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, we can't we're not getting any sort of diversion at the rim. Let's throw a big body in there to send some shots different right. ways. But he should not, I don't think he should be a permanent staple in this rotation at no. this point in time, especially when you look at what he looked like on the offensive end. It's just too sporadic. If he's if he's gonna be standing in the dunker spot, I'm fine with that. But if you're gonna run just pick and roll and mm-hmm. p- after pick and roll, after pick and roll, and continue to give him the ball. I mean, he made a terrible pass yesterday where he thought he thought he was Damanis bonus He tried to pass it from the top of the three-point line down to the key, got stolen. Right. He had some really crazy attempts at finishes at the rim. It was it was just, like you said, it was just too much JaVale last too
1: night. Too much JaVale. 916-339-1140. Be a part yeah. of the conversation. And, you know, we're going to take it positive after the break. Yes, Keegan please. Murray. Yes. He is that dude. Yeah. He is that dude. My eyes are wide open. Yes. Styles and Watkins, Sactown Sports. JaVale Mookie. Town Sports. Headlines.
2: Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Town Sports headlines. The Sacramento Kings were on their way to their first preseason victory Wednesday in San Francisco before Steph Curry happened. Curry, eight seconds to go, puts it on the floor, stops, launches, scores the three-pointer, 116-115. Curry put up 15 points in the fourth quarter, including the game-winning three-pointer you just heard, with five seconds left to play. In baseball, game three of the NLCS between the Philadelphia Phillies and Arizona Diamondbacks is today at 2 p.m., and game four between the Texas Rangers and Houston Astros is at 5 o'clock p.m., Thursday night football is the Jaguars against the Saints. And Sacramento State football is back at home this Saturday night for a nationally televised primetime game versus the Montana State Bobcats. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Get your tickets at HornetSports.com. Those are your headlines. Reminder, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Now let's return to more of Styles and Watkins here. On Sacktown Sports.
0: Your flagship station for the Beam
1: Team, Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. and again. This is preseason show number one. Preseason show number two is tomorrow, and we are launching next Thursday. So be sure to tune in for that real deal, not the Costco free sample. Nope. When we get back, and shout out to Kyle with the bangers as always. Pilo, shout out to Pilo Bay Boy. Yes, sir. So a lo- so quick story. He's a Warrior
0: fan, but it's okay.
1: He, he's, you know, all these entertainers, E40, yeah. they're just fans I mean, of whoever locally, right? Yeah. E40, E40 has
0: done some Kings appearances for sure. Of course sure. he has. For sure. When the A's
1: were popping, he yeah. was in A's gear. Yeah. When the Giants are
0: popping, he's in Giants yes. gear. Yeah. I mean, he's, at least he's unapologetic yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure. It, you yeah. know, I mean, so, and I feel like E40, if anybody, like, E40 belongs to I'm just us the Bay. He, yeah, I, mean, well, I, I don't, don't want to consider way, Sacramento sure, the Bay. Sure. I, I'm just NorCal. I'm not trying to get into that
2: conversation. No, no, no. That's a summer con. Yeah, I don't know if E forty's cool with the Kings anymore. Not yeah, anymore. Yeah,
0: after last year. That's he, right. I did see him jap right. up Steph pretty hard after he hit that three last night. In that in in that very uh, unique outfit,
1: as yeah, always. As he always does. As always, you know, as always. Yeah. But Pilo got the the Wingstop, I don't know if you saw that, really? the no. Wingstop commercial, so At shout Wingstop out to Pilo Okay. Wait, you, have that. you
2: not seen these? I have not. It's not. like yeah. all over NFL games and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He got the bag, Definitely the Wingstop bag. Shout out Lemon Pepper. And you know, it was Absolutely. a little spicy last night mm. with the Warriors and Kings, mm. with the... Steph Curry, mm. it wasn't a bang. There was mm. no bang, no. but it felt like that. And we've talked enough about the negatives, yeah. right? We might get back to it. We're I here, promise to I will get back to we, negative.
0: That's fine. I Even though you, you don't
1: that. care, because it's not a wet blanket. <laughs> <for> I,
0: <laughs> I I don't care, but it just, I I mind. I hear you. I hear you. But let's go positive right here,
1: because I'm going to be honest, man. You know, we're starting to do this show, Styles and Watkins. I'm for very sure. excited about it. I'm getting into... Really watching the Kings in depth. Yeah. Right. Really starting to watch. And, you know, hey Allen, Keegan Murray, you gotta watch this yep. kid. First of all, I didn't realize just like every just like all the other players, right? Like Chris Paul, I don't think is actually six foot. He's that, not. That's always been my thing. Because I'm yeah. in those safe Farm commercial, you just not taller Jake than Jake is taller than you. Yeah. So unless Jake is out here hooping, yeah. I don't know what's going on. So I see Keegan Murray, you tell me he's 6'8", 6'9", I'm like, yeah. "Wow, he's, you know, shady tall." Then I'm I'm continuing to watch this guy. I know he I know he can shoot. I know he, he can do things like that. The Kings are looking for him to evolve, so I continue to watch this guy. Man, this guy, this guy really might be about that life. Yeah. Last night, he's out here banging on everything, fools, everything. I'm thinking this guy's bag now defensively and we'll get by the way you don't want to miss this. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the Warriors announcers. Because mm-hmm. I've never been able to do this. Yeah. And I'm very excited <laughs> to do this. And social media was going crazy for the King fans and how you feel about it. So you don't want to miss that. But they yeah. did say something about Keegan. They said what they, well, they said a lot. And they said, <laughs> when Keegan Murray is guarding you, go at him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they did say oh. They my said God. go at yeah. him. And and I believe whether, it was Asabuki who said that, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
1: And whether you agree or not, I am yeah. curious if. We we've heard a lot about media members and podcasts. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, don't say somebody stinks, or you got to be respectful. Right. And yeah, that's like a new is a former player but, as well, yeah. and I don't know where that line is, but I'm wondering: is that getting back to Keegan? Are are do 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 players care about that? Is this something? Yeah. Hey, you're not going to tell people to go at me. Like we're, we're not we're not doing all that. Yeah, but again, to keep it positive, Keegan Murray, if he can improve defensively, as a, a lot of the Kings team as a whole. For sure. But Keegan Murray, when you talk about a third option, I don't think he's being talked about enough. In yes. the, and we do a lot of lists and, yeah. and and GM stuff and polls on here during this show. But I'm, I'm thinking... And maybe we can look it up for biggest second year leap, right, Mm -hmm. in the league. Because Keegan should probably be in the top three, if not number one. This dude has it all
0: in his bag, man. Yeah. No, it's incredible. What I saw yesterday out of Keegan was it was the most eye-opening experience I've had with a basketball player in a very long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we've seen, you know, the California Classic was much talked about, just how Keegan looked in that. And obviously the competition's a little bit less in, in, in those summer league games. but. Man, like, all summer they've been talking about how he, he's opened his game. And even last year, Mike Brown was like, this guy has so much more to his game that he just right. doesn't show. Last year was almost – it's crazy because yesterday he looked just a completely different human being. Right. Like, last year, Keegan Murray rarely put the ball on the deck. If right. he was going to dribble, it was going to be a single dribble, and it was just more of like a rhythm dribble to get into like Clay a shot. thompson s Exactly. Yeah. He's coming off screens. Not really. Again, Mm -hmm. you know, attacking the rim much, not facilitating much. I mean, yesterday starts off the game with a dunk. Right. He had like two Dirk Nowinski fadeaways. (laughs) He had one on Steph in the corner, which is just ridiculous. Was doing his normal three point thing, but Mm -hmm. was putting the ball on the deck. Was bringing the ball down the floor. Just the level of confidence that he showed last night. It, it had me reevaluating. It was one of those things where I had to almost completely scrap everything that I thought I knew about what this team could potentially be. Yeah. And I had to reevaluate because if he's going to be that and if he's going to continue to to progress at a rate even similar to that, obviously yeah. you can't expect him to look like a brand new person every year. But if he can just continue to add like he did last uh, or this offseason – That's how the Kings get into title contention Mm. sooner rather than later. And I I don't mean this year, but in the next two or three years, again, if Keegan keeps on this up and up trajectory and keeps adding things and keeps getting more confident as he gets older, of course, he's just going to get stronger as, you know, the younger crop of guys come in with a weaker frame, the more he'll be able to take advantage of the physicality of the game. The sky is the limit, and and I did, I me I did not think that yeah. for Keegan Murray at any point last year. So I cannot say enough positive things about Keegan's play last night.
1: I know you're trying to get me on the Sabonis bandwagon. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not necessarily there yet, yeah. but I'm starting to think if Keegan continues like this, is it possible he's number two?
0: Yes. It's very possible. It's very possible. Sabonis isn't a score. Yeah. Like, he's he averaged the most points of his career last, uh, last year at 19, uh, which is great. But mm. he's more of a facilitator, and he is not selfish at all. He's more than willing. I mean, the amount of people that he sets up per game, whether it be Kevin Herter, whether it be Keegan or Malik Monk in the pick and roll, like – He's very, very unselfish, and it would not surprise me at all if Domas is more than willing to kind of take a step back and and fall to that third score or maybe right. even fourth might, score I'm saying that, that would be good yeah, for the Kings. Or it could just be a fluid thing every single night where yeah. it could be Keegan's night and De'Aaron's helping out and maybe Malik has it going and Kevin's also hitting threes and Domas might only need to have 10 points, mm-hmm. 15 boards, and 8 assists. Uh, but that's also, you know, to, to point out Domas, like – His numbers didn't look good yesterday. I think if you watch the game, you're like, I'm sorry, his numbers did look good yesterday. If you watch the game, I wouldn't say he's sleepwalking, but it didn't seem like he was, you know, imposing his will out there. You look at his numbers, I think it was 12, 10, and 6 or something like that. And so if he can just continue to hit your free throws, though, he got to hit your free throws, man. You have to hit your free throws. And that's that's team wide. They were terrible from the line yesterday. 70% plagued them all last year. But I, I just incredibly positive feeling about Keegan Murray. And, and yeah, if, if Domas wants to take a, a tertiary role mm-hmm. in the scoring department, I think that that's best for the team. I, I think that yeah. that just means that Keegan is so further along than expected. And the Kings have a surplus of scores that can yeah. help out on any given night if Domas doesn't want to be like right. that aggressive looking for a shot.
1: Yeah, and that and that's the whole thing with this team because – We've talked about how other teams, and we'll get into the definition of depth a little bit later. But we've talked about how other teams are so top heavy. The Kings aren't top heavy. Their ceiling, in terms of that those superstars at the top, might not be as high as some of the other teams in the Western Conference. But their basement, Mm -hmm. right, is not. It's a nice basement. Okay, other basements. And I know the Suns have added some some pieces, but other basements got rats down there, got (laughs) spiders. Right. right? The Kings' basement. You got a p PS4, yep. maybe not a PS5, but you yep. got a PS4. Yeah. You got some Totino's pizza rolls. Yep. You got a couple things that you can would live make you, down there. for You a can little. definitely, and if for you're in the bit. Bay Area, you might get charged three K <laughs> a month, right? So very excited for what the Kings have in terms of that depth. And like I said, yeah. we'll get into it as far as far as that definition a little bit later. But when we get back, De'Aaron Fox said something, uh-huh. and I don't believe him. Mm. I don't know if Chris does or not, but yeah. I don't believe him. We will talk about that guy. and so much more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. You're home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins taking you up. Until 2 p.m., and then it'll be the drive, guys, and our preseason show number one with number two coming tomorrow. Fun show tomorrow. We'll get into some NFL and all that jazz with the real deal starting October 26th. You're not going to want to miss it. The day before the Kings host the Warriors, and hopefully I will get to light the first
0: light my, oh my first God. beam that would be because awesome. we're gonna be in the building oh we're definitely gonna be in the building we're gonna 1, be in thousand the building percent one thousand percent we're gonna be in the building i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna mm-hmm. talk to i'm gonna have my people okay talk to the king's people okay we're gonna see if you know if the kings win on on what is that friday uh yeah we'll see if we can get you on the floor to press that button you know we're, i feel like that'd be a big honor i don't know if you're
2: messing with me i or definitely not. am i you should not you should i don't not think they it. even let g-man no. light the beam yeah
0: the only non-King to light the beam mm-hmm. has been 50 Cent, which I was not okay with. You weren't
2: okay with it? I was it. not okay He's with done it like four times, he has too. Yeah, what's it. the connection Wankman.
0: there? Is he just kicking in Does he just own property Cent, in Sacramento? What, last year, 50 Cent pulled off the biggest, I don't even know what's bamboozlement I think okay. I've ever seen of a fan base. He really had people thinking he was a Kings fan. Uh he was just selling an alcohol in the arena and so he was he was a, a guest of Vivek for a couple different games. He was all over the place. He went to Houston Rockets okay, games. So he, he went just, to Indiana Pacers game. But there's no beam the, to light out there so no, he wasn't on social no, media. But like, you know, champagne
2: okay. is like an official sponsor yeah. of the Kings or something. Exactly.
0: He's a finesser. For sure. Hey, it worked. He he was he was the the closest thing the Kings had to a celebrity fan so yeah. you know, I guess whatever. Hey, don't don't Warriors like, don't got 40.
2: Kings got 57. I do think Hassan Minaj got to light the beam one time, too. He
0: should have, because mm-hmm. he's, like, legit. I mean, he's from Davis, but, like, that's definitely close enough. Shout there. out Davis. <laughs> yeah, shout out Davis. <laughs> Always shout out Always
1: Davis. shout out Davis. You know, All right, let's hear from forgotten. <laughs> Never, Never
0: forgotten. Those
1: causeways. Let's hear from De'Aaron Fox and what he had to say that I'm, I'm just not buying. Aggressive. Was there a point where this stopped feeling like a preseason game?
2: No. I think we were like, man, he better shoot <laughs> 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 Obviously, he made a tough shot. We were like, man, it would have been worse if we went to overtime for sure. But no, it that was, that was a tough shot.
1: Really, really, D- yes, Aaron? really. You didn't. You wanted that ball to go in. You wanted End to it. be on Bleacher Report. You wanted to be on House of Highlights. You wanted to be on hey, Sports man. Center with Steph putting one in your eye hole really yeah De'Aaron's a
0: gamer man he don't care about all those Stop clicks. It. <laughs> he didn't Stop say it. that <laughs> he said
2: he wanted him to shoot a three because if he misses it the game's, the game's over. over if he makes it the game's over
0: exactly that's all he said he's just saying I wanted to get out of there that's it he he wasn't saying mm. he wanted to be on house of highlights he's just like you know I acknowledge De'Aaron Fox the player that uh this game don't matter, and the result for sure doesn't matter. And if I get dotted, I get dotted, but at least no, I get to go come home. come on, stop that. There's, I, don't I don't think he wanted to get – No, I don't think he wanted to know, go in, yeah. right? So He just wanted to go home. That's all it was. That, that I get just tells me it. I again. get
1: it. Just shoot a three. I, so you, I'd rather lose than tie because yes. we got a game tomorrow. Exactly.
0: And this don't matter. I At guess the end it, of the day, I guess if this don't matter, I guess. And they just went to overtime. Uh, what was that on Sunday or whatever the the Kings game on Saturday? They just went to overtime. We don't. The last thing any of us need is preseason overtime. No, you're basketball. trying to eat your ramen. That's what I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to, put to get the baby going. to sleep. It's 8:30 already. No, Nine o'clock. Ya. I'm like, come on, man. Like we're not <laughs> learning it. Like in that overtime game the other day. Mike Brown put Jalen Slauson in just for the overtime period. That's how I was like, man, this is really – this is just extra time. It really is. It's just like, oh, yeah, I didn't have an opportunity to throw this guy in. Might as well give him a shot since we got the extra five minutes. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was just – let's go home. There's no need. That's why if De'Aaron's not concerned about these results, I'm sure, you know, he's he's not thrilled about them losing the lead. But, right. you know, if, if the end game, end result don't matter to to the players – why should we freak out about it? The way
1: that the Warriors creep up on you can be so, even after all these years, it's just sneaky. Yeah. Because you'll watch the game and literally watch the game and think about how did they lose the lead? I mean, it didn't yeah. feel like anything egregious, right? We talked with with Carmichael Dave about me being, the J, being James Harden. It right. wasn't any Houston Rockets <laughs> record missed threes or anything like that. But it's just slowly but surely missed shot here, right. and then miss the Warriors miss free throw here. Warriors Gosh. make a three, right? Yeah, and because I it didn't feel like there was a huge turnover problem with the Kings, but you look up again, and okay, now it's down to and 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 look, twelve points right. in the NBA is nothing, right? Right, not specifically these days, but you look up and okay, now they're down eight, and now it's five, and wait, right there's still a whole minute here yeah. the Kings could lose. Yes. Right. Because, you know, I, I said the announcement about the show on X and I'm, you know, enjoying. Oh, everybody's saying thank you. You know, and congratulations. And then I start seeing <laughs> warrior fans. Cause I was behind yeah. again, just yeah. like you were. And then I see warrior fans like, Hey, Alan, welcome to Sacramento. Steph left you a present. I'm what are they talking about? Yeah. The, the Kings are up by ten, <laughs> yeah. what, and there's only a couple minutes left. What are they talking about? So they kind of ruined the surprise for yeah. me. It's not the surprise that I necessarily Amen. wanted to see, but yeah, it, it just kind of gets snuck up on. And defensively, the Warriors will find something, and they just they would just go to it over and over again. And yeah. with the Kings, I do think. Again, I know you're saying they're they're not maybe showing all their cards, but when things do get tight, you have a closer in De'Aaron. Yeah. But I'm going to go, you know, I, like I said, I'm from the Bay. We're going to talk uh, business here. We're going to talk tech. Is what they do scalable, mm-hmm. right? Is it scalable, right? right? If somebody were to say, not that last year was uh, random or anything like right. that or an aberration, but what do the Kings have to go to mm-hmm. when things do get tight?
0: Yeah. It's De'Aaron Fox, and that's it. And and that's – well, I shouldn't say that's it. I, I think Malik Monk is also somebody who's capable in those moments of stepping up. But that's that, to me, was the big question heading into last year, before De'Aaron pulled off all these fourth-quarter heroics. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought the Kings needed a shot-maker. They just needed somebody who f- – five, four, three, two, one. Who's yeah. taking that shot, right. whether it be shot clock, whether it be end-of-the-game situations mm-hmm. – I felt like the Kings didn't have that. And De'Aaron Fox stepped up to that role majorly and exceeded anything I could have thought they could have had from from somebody who was looking to do that with with obviously winning Clutch Player of the Year last year. Very, very deserved. But I still think the Kings, like if they want to make that leap to, again, like title contention or being in the conference finals, they need a second guy to go to because teams are going to lock in on De'Aaron. De'Aaron's not a shooter, right. so they already know... Free throw line and to the to the rim, if you can just build a wall essentially like he's a mini Giannis, you're going to be fine in late quarter situations because his shot, his first and foremost, he's looking for that elbow free throw line extended jumper. Which he missed which he towards missed. the end
1: of the game. Exactly. But, but
0: you know, we're going to continue to go back else. and forth yeah. on this because I, I don't think you give De'Aaron his shot enough credit. I mean, he can shoot the ball from mid-range, but his three-point shot is not it. It's not there yet. I don't know if it's ever going to get there. It's not. It's definitely not there now. He's not. It's not bad. We'll look at
1: the numbers. It's not.
0: It's not. It's not good. That's for sure. It's not bad. It looks. It's not terrible. It's Not terrible.
1: He. It's not a. You can't. He's not Rondo. No. 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 He's not Rondo. Sometimes it sounds like you're calling him. Westbrook or Rondo no
0: but he's he's like a step above that like he's not he's He's a couple he's not Mike Conley even like I would like him to eventually get to like a Mike Conley again like 36 37 percent I'm just asking for floor level average from De'Aaron Fox and right now he's a little bit 33 35 34 percent ish gotta you know gotta continue to
1: improve and and we that's what he's gonna do but the, the question is How long is it going to take? Because the Kings, they got to go now. And we got to go now. We got to get to a break. When we get back, we're talking about the definition of depth. Some funny things were said last night in terms of the word depth. And we're going to get into that and much more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.